0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Tonight I was actually going to start a new series, but I couldn't shake uh, what I felt God wanted to do tonight. And it's funny because the title of my message actually is Shake It Off. And uh, I was going to start a new series and I spoke this message about two months ago out at West. So West, guys, I'm really sorry you get to hear it again. But um, if you're like me, I like listening to a message more than once because you pick up things you miss the first time. But I couldn't shake off the fact that I was to share this tonight because I'm just aware of some of the situations and the circumstances that many people in the room are walking through right now or family and friends that they know of are walking through right now. So I'm going to ask... If you've got your Bibles with me, with you, you can uh, turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26. If you don't have your Bible with you, it will be on the screen. If you've got your iPad or your iPhone, then you can turn to it there. If you have a Samsung, God help you. But (laughs) Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26 and verse 27 says this. At the time his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. And so I want to talk today or tonight on the title of Shake It Off. Everyone go like this Shake it off. Do a bit of deep shoulder shrugging. Come on, get into you've got to get practice, shake it off. You know, I don't know about you, but you know what I've discovered about myself is I love to accessorise. Anyone else with me? You all do. You just don't realise it yet. Let me explain it. You see, the other day I was online and I was looking at this website and I saw a really pretty dress. I thought, this is really nice. So I was showing my hubby and I said, I really like this dress. And he said, Kath, I like that dress. You know what? Why don't you go to the shops and buy that dress. So anyway, after I picked myself up off the floor... No, <laughs> just kidding. So I went, OK, I'm going to go to the shop and buy that dress. So I went to the shop. I found the dress. I went to the change rooms. I put it on. I thought, yeah, it's not bad. But you know what? It needs those boots that I saw out there. <laughs> you know, the high ones, the suede ones that come above the knee because it's a, it's a shorter dress. It, it needs the boots. So I said to the sales, says, can you get me the boots out there? Here's my size. So she went and got me the boots and I put them on. I thought it's not bad, but you know what? I think it needs those long dangly earrings. And so she goes, oh, I know the ones you mean. You know what? So she came back and she gave me the earrings. I'm like, and before I could even say it, she goes, you know what else it needs, don't you? I said, yeah, I think it needs a necklace too. And so by the time I'd finished, I'd had all my stuff. I get home. I say to my hubby, I've got all my bags. I'm walking in and he says, oh, let me see the dress. So I show him the dress. And then he says, So what's in the other bags? I'm like, well, babes, because you just can't have the dress I had to have. And you might go, oh, it's a girl thing. Boys, I know you do it too. How many of you have ever just bought a shirt and then it's like, "Mm, needs a tie, got to have a tie that goes with a shirt. Or perhaps, you know, you're tucking it into your pants. It's like, I need a belt. I got to have a belt. See, we're really good at accessorising and the world knows that. I mean, have you ever been to McDonald's? They never just, if you say, can I have a Big Mac? No, no, they don't leave it at that. They're like, no, 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 would you like fries with that? I mean, the other day I went through a Krispy Kreme drive-thru. I know, I want one just as I said it. We went through Krispy Kreme drive-thru and how's this? They are so clever. Before I even got to order, this is what the the cashier said. She said, while you're considering what it is you would like to order, could I place your drink order? I say, like, oh, you are really good, because I didn't want to drink, but you know what? Now I think I'll have a chocolate thick shake. <laughs> the world know it. They exploit us. They know that we can't just take what's there. We want to add on. And you know what? Not only do we do that naturally, you and I are guilty of doing that spiritually. God speaks to us, He's given us clear guidelines and a clear mandate. But there's something within us that just, you know what, God and Ash touched on it this morning when he said about the fact that, I just forgot what you said. It doesn't matter. I'll come back to it. It'll come back to me. But the fact is we add to our spiritual life. God says, hey, do this, do that. And we think that's really cool. And I like that. But then we just start to work things in and think, you know what? I know God, I'll give you a hand. Is when you said about trusting. We have to trust God and stop trusting in ourselves. And so what happens is we talk about um, Ephesians 2, where it says the gift of God is a free gift. Nothing that you and I have earned, but our salvation is a free gift from God so that we don't boast, yeah. that we understand that he, in His grace, He's given it to us. And intrinsically, you and I know that. Yeah. But we start to add things to our life, not just when we're in the... Uh, change rooms and looking at dresses or looking at shirts and adding accessories, we start to add things to our world. And we go, I know God said it's a free gift, but something within inside us starts to say, you know what, if I just act a little better, maybe if I just try and stop doing that, maybe if I try and give God a hand, and before we know it, we've moved in to that mentality of adding to our Christian world something that God never intended for us to do. It's the same with our giving. I believe in giving. We give because God first gave to us. We give because it's a command of which God said, and we must obey, so we give. We give because it's a way of being grateful and saying thankful. But I'm telling you, without us even realising it, we so easily slip into the add-on, If because the Bible says that he who gives will be given too, we start to add a theology and a philosophy of I give to get. Now, we may not verbalise it, but it intrinsically gets within our heart and within our soul. It's like religious practices. You read the Bible and it talks about the fact that they had the religious practice, things where they would ceremonial washing of the hands, they'd do ceremonial washing of the feet, they couldn't partake in certain things. And you and I would say, well, we don't have any rituals that we add to our lives. But I beg to differ. Because I know there are times when we do things like, what about grace over dinner? You go, well, that's praying. Yes, it is. But how many times have you said grace, just flippantly, quickly, just get it out the way so that I can get on to eating? Or how many times have you, especially your kids, say grace, and then as soon as they open their eyes, they go, ugh, what's that? It's just a picture of us adding a religious, it's an add-on. It's something that actually is not intended by God, but we add it on. And what God does is he comes along and he says, uh-uh-uh, you don't need that. And I'm going to create circumstances and situations because I need to shake it off. And our original text says the reason he shakes it off is because what is created has to be removed so that what is of me remains. Remember in verse 27, once more indicating the removing of what can be shaken, because this is what God understands. If you and I allow things in our lives that is not of his doing, And we start to build on that. It's a shaky foundation so that when we're challenged, when things happen, we find ourselves in trials and things happen to us, those things crumble because they're not supposed to be there. So God allows shaking to come in so that we can shake off the add-ons that you and I are so in-depth at adding to our lives. Charles West said this, we turn to God for help when our foundations are shaking only to learn that it's God Who's shaking them. So God will shake us and our circumstances and use our situations to remove anything that is not helpful. And so I just thought tonight what I want to do is I want to share five things I believe shaking does for us so that we can understand and recognize it. And move with it in our world. So that if we find ourselves in that situation, we go, ah, maybe this is what God is trying to do. Maybe this is what I've added to my life and God is trying to remove through my shaking. And I just want to preface it with this. Maybe tonight you're here and you're like, it's cool, my world's cool. Everything's smooth, plain, sailing, it's great. I'm saying, awesome, enjoy it. Because the Bible says not if times of struggle And testing come, it says when. And so again, if you're in a great place, love it, enjoy it, take notes because there's coming a day when each and every one of us are gonna face things and we're gonna go, ah, God's trying to remove something that I've added to my world. And if you're in a situation right now, Depending on how we finish tonight, I would like to probably open the altar. We as a church family would love to stand with you because I believe you shouldn't have to do this alone. Hopefully you'll identify something that says, ah, that's what God's trying to do in and through me. And then we'd probably love the opportunity to be able to pray with you after. So just quickly, five things that I believe shaking can accomplish in your life. And the first thing is shaking wakes us up. Do you know that there are different levels of sleep Anyone experienced that? Different levels of sleep. Have you ever seen anyone in such a deep sleep that only shaking wakes them up? In our house, we see the resurrection of the dead every morning. You see, I can walk to our youngest daughter Bailey's room. She sleeps with her door open. I can walk to her, do- just the doorway of her room, and I can say, "Beach, Beach, it's mum's time to get up. And she sits bolt upright in bed. She's awake. She goes, okay, and down she comes. One of our other children, who shall remain nameless until I let it slip out later, I wake, my alarm goes off at 5.30. Their alarm goes off at 6.07. Do you know how I know that? Because every morning I have to go in there and turn it off. Because their alarm goes off and they are... Everyone else in the house is awake and they are oblivious. And I get to such said son. And I walk into his room and I can't just stand at the door and say, hey Mitch, wake up. Mitch, it's time to go. I have to go into Mitch's room, stand over his bed and violently shake him awake. But it it doesn't end there. I have to wait till his eyes open and he looks at me He sits up, he turns around, and his feet hit the floor. Once I know his feet have hit the floor, we got some action. Waking, a shaking can wake us up because many of us sleep in different uh, levels of uh, sleeping. And sometimes you and I need a shaking to wake us up. Sometimes we're like BJ and the Holy Spirit, or perhaps the message, or what your personal reading is like can just say, hey, Kath, this thing, not helpful. And in the reading of it, you go, wow, cool. And other times, the Holy Spirit's been talking to us. The Word's been screaming at us. The preaching has been directed to us. And sometimes it takes a life situation and circumstances to shake us awake to something God's been trying to highlight, but we've been in a deep slumber about. You know, sometimes God will use... Health scares, because you know what they call a health scare? A wake up call. And many times you hear stories of men and women who've had a severe health scare, a wake up call. Usually something in the form of a heart attack. They may have actually had heart pains, they may have had the numbness, they may have had the shortness of breath. They find themselves in the doctor's office or at the hospital and the The comment comes, oh, you, because of the lifestyle choices you have making, the things you've been doing, you are close to having a heart attack. It's called a wake-up call. A wake-up call because you have not been listening to the signs. Because you've not been listening. You've been running and burning the candle at both ends. Your diet's not been right. You haven't been doing exercise. Whatever it is, it's a wake-up call. And it's a shaking in your life because God is trying to say, you know what? Something's not right here. Come on, I need to do something. So shaking, I don't know what may be shaking in your world, but maybe God's trying to get your attention. I see it in marriages all the time. As they start to grow apart, take one another for granted, and then someone else comes and shows an interest. And they might not do anything, but it's awakened something within their heart. It's called a wake-up call to say, Sir, you've been leaving your wife behind. You've left her emotionally and now there's someone else who's paying attention to it. It's a wake-up call for you to understand you can't live any longer the way you're doing if you want your marriage to survive. What does shaking do? Shaking can wake us up. Another thing that shaking can do is often it helps what's in come out. And I've got some props here tonight. And what (laughs) what I have in my hand is what you would normally call a salt shaker. I say normally because I've been leading this church now with Tony for almost 25 years. And before church leadership, we were in youth leadership. So we used to do things like go to youth camps. And so, you know, you go, youth camps are just a plethora of let's see who can do the biggest prank. And so you try and do things. And so when you sat down for dinner at a youth camp, if there was a salt and pepper shaker on the table, I mean, only a fool would grab the salt and pepper shaker and just go onto their dinner. Because there's no guarantee that salt is in the salt and pepper shaker. We've had sugar. We've had salt flakes. We've had all sorts of stuff put in salt shakers because they know some sucker is going to get it and just throw it on their dinner. So how do you know what's in the salt shaker? You need to shake it. And when you shake it, have fun cleaning, guys. (laughs) When you shake it, what's in comes out. I mean, there could have been anything in there, but there's salt. And do you know what God wants to say to you and I? There's lots in you. Lots in you. Good and bad. And God just, sometimes we're just oblivious to what's in us. Sometimes because of fear or trepidation or hurt, we're not... Aware of what's in us, or we are aware, but we're just going to keep it there. And God says, "I know how to get it out of you, girlfriend. I'm just going to shake a little." And so maybe you've uh, in an employment, and you've been had your eye on a promotion, but maybe you've just got a little bit of an attitude. Maybe you're just a little bit smug, and someone else comes along and gets the promotion that you wanted, and something rises up in you. Before you know it, there's this anger and jealousy and uh, indifference towards this person. You know what? That person never put it there. It was always there. But the shaking to you revealed what was already in. And God does that so that He says, you know what? That attitude doesn't help you. And you're not getting the promotion, not because you're not as good as that person, but because what's in you, that's holding you back. And I can't seem to get your attention and get you to address it. So maybe if I get you bypassed and this thing comes out of you, you'll realise, whoa. I mean, haven't you ever been in a discussion? And then something comes out and you think, oh, where did that come from? And God says, oh, that was always there. I just needed to move some of the chess pieces to let you see that it's there. Yeah. The, the, the reverse is true. There's so much good stuff in you. Yeah, the gifts and the talents and the abilities. That God says, you know what? Come on, let it out. Yeah. Let it out. But we're like, oh, I, I don't think I could. Oh, or there's fear of what would people think. And sometimes God's just got to bring a shaking. Maybe we're just, again, Ash touched on it this morning, maybe we're just complacent, but I'm comfortable. God says, I don't really care about your comfort. He says, I'm not really into what you being comfortable. He says, I'm into the commission that I've placed on your life. I'm into the calling for which you have. And 2016 was a great picture for me personally. Many of you know that Tony was sick. And he suddenly went from being the well, he was always a senior leader, but from leading from the front to being three weeks in hospital, another six weeks of recuperation. I found myself the girl who always loved to walk beside, having to be the girl that had to walk in front. And I can honestly say, Lord, you're so funny. Because he knew there's no way I would walk in front while I was walking beside Tony. And it's not my destiny forever to be walking in front, but he knew there was more in me. And I just got myself to a place where I'm actually quite comfy with this. So God said, cool, poor Tony. Let's just take him out of the picture and we'll see, let this girl see what's really in her. And I found myself in a position where I thought, I didn't know that was in me. I didn't know I could make those decisions. I didn't know I could carry that weight. I didn't know I could fulfil that function and that purpose. And God says, it was always there. I just had to shake it to get it out. And so maybe you're sitting there and life is shaking and things are not happening and you're saying, God, what's going on? He's saying, I'm trying to get stuff out of you, good and bad. What does shaking do? Shaking gets what's in to come out. What else does shaking do? Shaking helps remove what is no longer useful. Do you know that life has seasons? Have you ever looked at the trees? They have leaves in summer and um, summer, autumn. Yep, <laughs> summer and autumn. And the purpose of the leaves is for the photosynthesis to make food for the tree. But when winter comes, those leaves die off. And the problem is they need to be removed so that new leaves can come. Because if the old leaves aren't removed, it stops the growth and hinders the growth of the new leaves. It's the same with flowers. Flowers have a purpose for pollination so that they can um, refertilize and regrow. When the flowers have done their job, their job is to fall off so new ones can come. Do you know how leaves on the trees and flowers fall off? The winds of winter. Come along and shake the tree so that what is dead and is of no longer use falls off so that what is new life can come forth. You and I have things that were helpful in a season but are not necessarily helpful for where you are now. And perhaps your are shaking and what you're experiencing is God's trying to say, that was good for then. It's just not good for now. I don't know you, I don't haven't seen a 40-year-old man or woman who still walks around with a dummy. But you know what? I thank God that they, my kids had dummies when they were babies up until about two. It's so, like, nah, shove it in. Nah, shove it in. Dummies were a godsend. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for the creation of a dummy. But I'm telling you, if my 20-year-old, my 18-year-old, and even my 11-year-old had a dummy today, I wouldn't be saying, thank you, Jesus. I'd be like, failed as a parent. <laughs> but they were great then. And often we find ourselves going, God, yeah, but God, it was good. And he says, I know it was. It's just not good now. You would, If you saw my kids with a dummy now, you'd be like, What's wrong with a weird kid over there with a dummy in their mouth at 20? It was helpful then, it's not helpful now. Dummies, nappies, training wheels. Thank God for training wheels. I don't know anyone who just got on a two-wheeler and could just ride it, and if you did, then stop bragging, all right? But most of us needed to have training wheels as a safety net. But again, you don't want to be the 14-year-old kid at the bike park with training wheels. They were for a purpose to help you gain your confidence. They were a purpose to help you get used to this balancing. But they eventually had to come off and you had to do it on your own. They were no longer useful. And God will shake our worlds, use circumstances and situations to get us to recognise, oh, that was good for a season. It's just not good now. What are you doing that God's been trying to get your attention on, that, hey, that was cool for then, it's just not so cool for now. Shaking can remove what's no longer useful. Another thing that shaking does is shaking makes you stronger. It not only helps what's in comes out, it not only removes what is no longer useful, but shaking makes you stronger. There's this... uh, biosphere experiment uh, article that I read, and I want you to listen to this. It says, in 1991, eight scientists created an artificial environment in Oracle, Arizona, called Biosphere 2, and lived inside for two years. That's a miracle. Eight scientists lived in there, survived for two years. Inside their self-sustaining community, the scientists created a number of mini ecosystems, including a desert, a rainforest, and even an ocean. They simulated nearly every weather element except wind. After a while, the effects of their windless environment became apparent. A number of trees bent over and even snapped. Without the stress of wind to strengthen the wood, the trunks grew weak and could not hold their own weight. Like it or not, we have to admit that a bit of shaking builds our strength. In the absence of trial and tribulation, in the absence of life not going as we planned, what is even normal for us is hard to do. That experiment tells us that the tree which is created to grow, to carry leaves, to have big branches, in the absence of wind, in the absence of trial, it couldn't even do what it was created to do. And so perhaps your shaking is all about God saying, I've seen your future. I know what's ahead of you. And it's good, but for you to get to good, um, you need to actually grow some muscle. Yeah. I need to just shape you a little bit because what I see for you is great and it's there and you can do it, but you can't do it in your present straight. We need to get some muscles on that frame. And the way we're going to do some get some muscles on your frame spiritually is we're just going to put you in a test. In fact, I was reading uh, just this afternoon on Twitter, Craig Rochelle tweeted this. He said, If you're going to become stronger in your belief, then your faith must be tested. God doesn't have grandkids. It's not about you saying, Well, my folks are Christian, my boyfriend's Christian, my uh, auntie is or grandma. Now we need a personal revelation of what God has done for us, a personal relationship. And we can't rely on someone else's information, someone else's revelation. If you want to count, then God is going, and you want to know that what you believe is true, God is going to test you. There's a saying that says, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And then the fifth thing, that shaking does is shaking unites. And I've got here in front of me two lots of sand. This is pink sand. Who knew that they made sand in colours? I was so blessed when I saw that. So I'm putting pink sand in my little shaker here. And then this is blue sand. I always wanted to be a teacher. Am I, am I passing? So this is blue sand. Now I'm going to add the blue sand to the pink sand. When I was at West, I said like the curiosity show and not one of them knew who the curiosity show was. And I said to them, you do know where liars go. So now I've put my pink sand and my blue sand in my shaker and I need another pair of hands because someone needs to do it up for me, please. Thanks, Lee. This is my lovely assistant, Lee. Turn around to the people, thanks, Lee. Is it on tight? Because it's not going to work if it's not on tight. <laughs> Give it up to, for Lee. Thank you, Lee. All right, so you can see I've got my pink and blue sand in here. Watch this. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. All right. <laughs> see, Morgan, I could be on the worship team. Oh, can you see? Where's the drum roll? Are you ready? After shaking together blue and pink sand, look what I come up with. Oh, for the sake of the tape, purple sand. Blue and pink make purple sand. Now, if I gave that to you and said, now separate it, who reckons they can? Do you know what, you, do you know what shaking does? Shaking unites. Shaking brings together... Something that can now not be undone. And I don't know what's happening in your world, but what I do know is that God sometimes wants to use it so that He can unite you and bring a common cause. And you often see that in families when they go through a tragedy. Their marriage perhaps has not been great, but tragedy strikes. And what happens is the tragedy brings the uniting together. The shaking has now mixed the blue and the pink sand and they have a purple togetherness that can't be undone. I don't know if you remember way back to 9-11 when those planes flew into the World Trade Center and it collapsed and over 3,000 people were killed. And all of a sudden, in a nation that was divided by race and by creed and all those sorts of things, suddenly it didn't matter anymore whether you were an immigrant. It didn't matter anymore if you were black or if you were white or if you were uh, Asian. It didn't matter anymore. The shaking of what they thought was happening to their well-being united them in such a way nobody cared. They worked side by side with each other. And shaking can do that for you and I. Shaking can bring us together in a way that we've it's never been able to do before. And I'm going to ask the band if they would come up here back to the stage because the question you and I need to ask ourselves is what have we added to our Christian life? What theology? What practices? What rituals? What have you added that God didn't intend? For you to have in the first place? What are you building your life on that's actually not of Him? Because He's saying, I'm going to come and shake it because it's not of me. And I know if you continue to build on it, it's not going to help you. Deuteronomy 4 2 says this Do not add to what I commanded you, and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God. That I give you. God is going to test us because He wants to know that what we believe is real. He's going to test us because He wants us to build on things that can't be shaken. So that when, like we're learning about Daniel, when things, life, circumstances happen to us, that we can infer, indeed stand firm and love well. But if we've built our life on practices and things that aren't of God, maybe helpful for a season, maybe whatever, but not of what God wants, He's going to shake it because He knows when the shaking comes, it's going to make the whole house of cards fall down. So maybe you're here tonight and you're thinking, you know what? Circumstances aren't pleasant. Maybe there's something I've shared that's helped you think, hey, maybe that's what God is trying to do in and through me. Maybe the shaking of your circumstance is God trying to wake you up. Trying to say, I've been trying to tell you that is not helpful. That is a hindrance to you. That is going to hinder your family. That's going to have an impact on your marriage. That's going to have an impact on your employment, whatever it is. Maybe God's trying to wake you up. You've not been listening to the small, still voice. And so circumstances are shaking your tree. Or maybe God said to you, I can see what's in you. And that bitterness, that hurt, that offence, that's not helping you. It's going to hinder you and hold you back. Or maybe you're saying, that gift, I put that in there. And I know exactly who that can bless. When are you actually going to let that come out so that others are going to reap the benefit of it? Maybe he wants to get it out of you. And he's shaking things so that you'll get so sick and tired of where it's at and being shaken that you'll eventually surrender to him and say, okay, God, God. No longer my will, but your will be done. Maybe the shaking is because God has been trying to tell you that was helpful for a season, but it's not helpful anymore. Maybe God's saying, you know what? I I gave you that. Yep. It was a crutch at the time. It helped you, but it's not helping you now. It's actually hindering the purposes of God. Maybe your circumstances are shaking because God wants to make you stronger for what's ahead. He wants to test And just say, you know what, we need to put a bit of spiritual muscle on your frame because what's ahead of you is grand and it's glorious, but it'll crush you for where you are right now. Or maybe God just wants to unite you for a common cause. You've been divided here, there, everywhere. I'll follow this thing, I'll do that thing. I'll do this now, it's this, now it's that. And God's saying, no, I'm just shaking things up so that you'll come to a unity with me and the church so that you can fulfil the destiny and the plan I have for you. Just remember this, church. It's not the truth you know, but it's the truth you live that'll set you free. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.